Bye, everyone. Welcome to Indigenous Superstars. I'm your host, Rhonda Head. Today we have an awesome show for you. This evening, as usual, I have an incredible guest uh, joining me tonight. But before um, I bring him in, I just want to—I want to share something. What what uh, we did on my community today? Uh, we had a, a flag raising ceremony for the uh, the 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 gay community. The uh, I can't I can't recall the uh, the um, acronym for it because. It's all these different different letters, but anyways, we we uh, we uh, raised the 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 pride flag, and it was really nice to see, and it was it was uh, very emotional for the for the community, and then it was really nice to see them do that, be be supportive for for the uh, the community. So that's what we did here in Opaskia Creation. I just wanted to share that with you. But today uh, we have a really awesome guest. He's my nephew, and I'm really proud of him. And that's his, uh, his, his, it's Jesus. And he's so awesome, and, and, and uh, he's such an incredible artist. And, and I'm just going to read his, his bio. Jesus has been a staple in the indigenous music scene for over a decade. Born in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada, and from the Musqueam and Cody First Nations, respectively, Jesus has opened up a new world that combines traditional Anishinaabe and Nieha teachings with hip-hop music and expressions. He credits his growth and perseverance through life's changes to the creative arts. Jesus won five Indigenous Music Awards from 2013 to 2015 and was nominated for a Juno in 2009, 2009 and most recently won an MTV Music Award for Best Fight Against the System in 2016 with Taboo of the Black Eyed Peas. In 2019, he appeared on the acclaimed Paramount Network TV series Yellowstone alongside Kevin Costner in season two. Please welcome my nephew, Jesus. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> what's happening? What's happening? How you doing, Rhonda? Auntie. Hey. How are you? I have to wear my Cree shirt today because I'm going to bring a little Cree. <laughs> yeah, we have to apologize for the late start. Uh, Jesus was stuck in, in traffic. Yeah, so daddy. Yeah, so we kept putting back the time, and then luckily, like I said, I was telling Jesus that we we don't have a real set time, and and it's kind of cool and laid back, and, and uh, as long as we get the interview in with the artist, and and uh, yeah, and it's uh, so I'm gonna ask you a couple of questions. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, I just want to talk about how how we got connected and how we met. Uh, we met. Um, we did a tour in, in Southern California. Remember, remember that yeah. one? Mm-hmm. We went to all the uh, Indian casinos and we got to perform for uh, the, the community, yeah. uh, the communities that we, we were invited to. And it was so, it was so much fun. And remember that tree that we, 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 uh, 
got to experience a 2000 year old tree. It was incredible, right? Never forget it. I, one thing I do forget is the name, though. What was the name of it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't remember the name either, but, but the. Oh, the, the Great Oak. Yeah. I think it's called the Great Grandmother Oak or something like that. Oh, yeah. It was, it was so incredible. Awesome. Yeah. And it was so that. spiritual, right? That the, the energy that the tree gave off was so amazing. Just feel it. And then how, how all of us that were there, we all just went to hug the tree. Yeah. We all went to different areas and just hug the tree. Tree huggers. Not yeah. even a shame, man. You know, it it was that was an amazing experience. That whole trip was um first of all, shout out to Alan Gray Eyes for um uh putting that together and also Hector Pacheco. Um, you know, they've connected the the two worlds between um indigenous music up north and, and LA basically in that LA area. So shout out to those guys. Um man, I remember that trip being like it just it's ingrained in my memory, you know, like the um just the the beautiful landscape and also like even just seeing how huge those casinos were and like how those natives live out there, I'm like, holy you know, like it was crazy, but at the same time, I have relationships that I that are still lasting, like, you know, that are still lasting to this day from that trip. So I'm very grateful for that and um I'll be yeah, going back there as soon as this COVID stuff is out of the way, awesome. hopefully. Yeah, it was a great trip. A lot of good networking was done, and, and it was so awesome. And I would like to go back there, too, and, and uh, with uh, another artist named Connor Chi. He's also a classical um, musician. Oh, nice. We're, we're going to uh-huh. plan on doing a, a tour out that way after the Grammys. So Because uh, we're both part of the Academy. So okay. we're planning to go to the Grammys and then go on a tour after that from Southern when California. Is that? When is that? Uh, usually, usually in January. So hopefully the oh, yeah, world okay. will be okay by then. Yeah, hopefully the world will be healed by then. Man. So, so I, have a, I have a question for you. So how did you get involved in, like, where was your inspiration to get involved in music? Um, Like, uh, just in making music or, like, just in general like just in gen- in general like um well in, ge- uh, in making music that's what that's what okay I mean. let's say um making music i remember the first time i i um so my mom moved us into uh, calgary when i was a young boy and i felt like an outcast a lot of the time because i was this big brown niche and there was mostly white people in the place, right? And in the city, I should say. I shouldn't say mostly white people, but, you know, um, the majority was white. And then there was other different cultures. And there wasn't a lot of Native people in my school. So I felt like an outcast all the time, you know? And <laughs> um, music um, became my my my, confid- my confidant or whatever you call it. You know what I mean? That It became my my friend when I didn't have one became my shoulder to lean on when I didn't actually have one or it became my, my ear when I wanted to vent, you know? And, um, I just started, um, rapping around my friends, you know, because I love, I love hip hop music. That was the only music that could speak to me in the city at the time. Right. And, um, I used to rap around my friends all the time. And, um, 
also hung around a lot of uh, Jamaican native kids. So like kids that were mixed and they would bring me to these um, Jamaican parties called, called bashments. And um, they call them bashments because they're basically bashes in the basement. And um, <clears throat> what they would do is play nothing but reggae and dance hall music. So I got a liking to that music right away. But um, at one point in the night, they would open the mic up. And some most of the time, they would sing reggae on there. Um, but I was like, my friend was like, go, go rap, man. They called me Biggie. They're like, Biggie, get up there and rap. I'm like, nah, man. I was like scared. My heart was beating because all these Jamaican like people dancing and like they don't want to hear me, man. They don't want to hear Big Neech on the mic. Anyways, you know that was back when I used to drink. I don't drink anymore, so I you know I had another beer for some liquid courage. Got on the mic, and then I rapped for the first time in front of people, and it was the hardest crowd to ever start with because it was the Jamaican crowd that wanted to hear nothing but reggae and dancehall. So when I got on the mic, first people, were, it was like, you know, when the record stops, like, you know, everybody looks at me like, <laughs> what the hell is this? And then, um, but they couldn't deny my flow, you know, because I was really a student of of, um, of the flow, you know, of, of, of hip hop and, and the music. And so I eventually won them over and I had people bobbing their heads raising their hands up and I'm like, Oh man, this feels, this feels awesome right now. You know? And some people were, you know, like get out of here type of, they weren't telling me that, but you could tell they wanted me off, but I didn't care about that. It was those few people that, you know, those couple of people that were looking at me and like, Oh yeah, that's what inspired me. And that's what that, that exchange of energy is my favorite part of music. You know, that, um, that energy that is built from nothing, you know, just because I decided to say, um, first, you should know that I give risen through the fire in colorful buckskin. You know what I mean? Just, just for me to say that. And then somebody hear it and they're like, Oh yeah, I, I feel you. That's my favorite part about music. And that, that very first moment I got on the mic that was when I was about, um, I think I was 17. And it was like a hunger or a thirst after that. I just wanted to get creative and I wanted to share it with people, you know? So I've been, I've been on that journey since. That's so amazing. That's exactly how I feel too. When, when I uh, perform, it's that mm -hmm. it's how we move people as musicians, whether it's, whether they're clapping or moving their head to the music, dancing and and crying and, and you know, standing ovation, like this, that exchange of energy is so incredible. Like and, that, and that's what moved, that's what um inspires me too for mm -hmm. for my career. So so you've you've done so much like uh like with your you've won so many awards and, and uh, I wanted to ask you questions about about the video that you made that won an MTV music award. How did mm -hmm. that come to um to be and, and uh, how did you get how did you connect with Taboo from the Black Eyed Peas? Yeah, um that was amazing. Um so it happened, started happening in 2016. Um, I was going through a, 
a transition in my life. Excuse me. <clears throat> I was going through a transition in my life. And um, sorry, I'm just trying to sneeze right now all of a sudden. <laughs> so, yeah, I was going through a transition in my life in 2016. And um, I, I knew I was getting tired of the party life because I'm not the type of who can just have a beer or a glass of wine. I'll just party forever if I have a beer, you know. And I was feeling like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting sick of this stuff, you know. I'm getting sick of, of, of always feeling like this. So in 2016, I started to feel like that. And um, I got booked for the show in Alaska. And uh, I remember being up in Alaska. And um, I, don't, I, I can't remember what was going on. But, oh, yeah, it was the dogs. So the video came out from Standing Rock, Rock of the Dogs attacking the people you remember that when 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 we started seeing that on facebook you know uh, um, the, the agents started attacking people in, in standing rock so we we're sitting there in alaska with my buddies in alaska and we're like this is this is effed up man um and my bro from alaska um danny he was like we're gonna go down there and i was like i thought he was just kind of bsing me so i was like yeah yeah, yeah whatever and um uh, I ended up flying back home after that show. And then he called me up and he said, hey, bro, let's go to Standing Rock. So I went to Standing Rock. I mean, so I flew out to Seattle, met him in Seattle, and we drove all the way to Standing Rock from there. And I was out there for a few days um, just on my own. Like, he ended up leaving back home to Alaska after about three days. So I was there on my own for a couple of weeks. And um, it was the greatest experience I ever had in my life. And... Um, I, I don't know if it was that me being in Standing Rock or not, but Taboo reached out to me like a few weeks after I got home from Standing Rock. All of a sudden, I was looking at my Instagram, and then I got a DM from um, from Taboo. And I'm like, holy shit. You know, like, what? Is this real? You know, like, I, I had to, like, <laughs> I had to check. You know, you know, you know. It had the blue check, so I, for sure he was like, okay, this is official. And then Black Eyed Peas followed him, so I'm like, holy snap, this is real. So, you know, my heart started beating. It said, um, hey, Dries, I'm a big fan of yours, and um, I was wondering if you wanted to do a song. And I'm like, holy, you know, I was freaking out. <laughs> Black Eyed Peas, right? And, um, yeah, man, of course I was like, uh, um, Sorry, I would say, yeah, man, by the way, everybody out there, no disrespect. But um, I was looking at it, and then I was like, of course. Yeah, man, let's go. Taboo, come on, man. This is the greatest thing that ever happened to me, I was thinking, you know. And um, I was like, when do we start? So he sent me this beat, and it was real happy sounding, you know, like real happy Black Eyed Peas type of sound. And yeah, I was, I was still in my real dark kind of world a bit, and. I was like, how am I going to rap to this? You know, how am I going to rap to this real happy Black Eyed Peas? Because it was like, it was in that same kind of sound, you know, and I felt so distant from it. But then after really like thinking about what I was going to say on that song, um, all of a sudden my own spirituality came to me and my own experiences um, in, in the lodge and with and prayer came to me and um, I started writing it 
Oh yeah, we playing on it. The earth, we camp on it. In the sweat lodge, singing the songs with grandfathers. Heat rocks all in the spot. We splash on them with a beatbox from my boy. We jam on it. Said a prayer for the black snake killers. Standing on the front lines, they are the realest. Stand for your people. Stand for your family. Stand with Standing Rock. Stand with humanity. And I was like, oh, where did that come from? You know? Wow. But then, Wonderful. yeah, it, 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 it came from, like, I started thinking about it. And I started seeing images of, of my my elder um, um, when he was showing me the ways, you know, um, at some of my lowest points in my life when um, I got locked up. And then, you know, those kind of moments started coming back to me. And then I, I started realizing this is powerful. So I sent it to Taboo and he just flipped out. He's like, holy, well, this is the craziest verse I ever heard type of thing. And I was like, wow. So we shot the video. I mean, he, he said, um, you got to shoot the video. So I was in Alaska at the, again at the time, and we shot the video. And all of a sudden, he calls me up saying, let's go to New York. Went to New York for the first time with him. That was amazing. Later on in the year, in August, he, I mean, in July, he gives me a call saying, next month, we got nominated for M MTV Video Music Award. And, like, you know... At this point, I have him in my phone, and like to this day, right now, where I texting them, calling them, it always trips me out, and because I have him saved in as taboo from the Black Eyed Peas, you know, and and every time that comes up on my phone, like just just regular phone calls, I like, I'm like, this is crazy, <laughs> you know, and he calls me and he's like, you ready, you know, you ready? I got you a ticket to the awards, because we didn't know if we had tickets at the when we first found out. And we didn't know if we were getting an award, none of that. So I was real excited, and we drove down to the awards that day. And it was probably one of the, I don't want to say greatest days of my life, but one of the most exciting day, musical days of my life, you know? And um, I guess so, yeah. And, Did and you it was cool because carpet? I got to talk to You walked the red carpet too, didn't you? What's that? You got to walk the red carpet? Yeah, so it, it, it at the awards it was actually a blue carpet, but yeah, it was like the red carpet. And oh yeah, they called it the blue carpet for some reason. But um, I remember going in the backstage area, and we were in it was in VIP, you know, and seeing Ke uh, DJ Khaled and Kendrick Lamar, Cardi B, all within like this right here, you know, like could have reached out and hugged them. You know, I wouldn't do that or nothing, but um, it, it was so close and such close quarters that these were my peers for the, you know, these were my peers that day. Yep. And I was like, holy, you know, it, I had, a, I remember having a moment when I was at the awards and I was watching um, Kendrick Lamar. I just finished seeing Cardi B perform for the first time and she just started blowing up at the time. And then I was watching Kendrick Lamar. And I was looking to around me and there were just stars everywhere. And I was thinking, man, I remember being in a house full of Nietzsche's. Just like, uh, like, well, I'm kind of old now. So like 20 years ago, I was going to say 10, but let's, let's, let's be real. About 20 <laughs> years ago, um, sitting in a house full of Nietzsche's just um, freestyling, uh, you know, listening to beats and, and never would I have thought that I could make it to that place from where I was at, you know?
And, and I had that thought that's when I was looking around, and I was like, oh. Then that's when I started to to um, really be thankful and really make it be known that I'm grateful for my life, you know, every day, every moment that I feel like that. I make sure to tell myself or just say, maybe say out loud or even quietly, whatever, just say, thank you, Gwitz, you know, for, for this moment. I'm grateful for my life, you know, because that was one of those moments. It's like, Incredible. Yeah, I'm, I'm so proud of you, of what of what you accomplished. And, and uh, I'm going to give you the screen if you want to do some freestyling. Yeah, we can. Um, let me see if I can. Um, uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, I can't. Hmm. I was going to try and share some audio on here, but I'll, I'll, I'll do I'll do a verse or two. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the screen. Yeah. <clears throat> Peace, everybody. Mugwitch, Rhonda. Hi, right, hi. Thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Dreesus Cree and Nishnabe from Muskaugan, Cody, First Nations, respectively. Um, I just wanted to say thank you for having me here today, and I just wanted to share some of this positive energy that I've come across recently. Um, it's been a long time coming. I'm just over three years, um, off of the alcohol and I'm starting to come into new spaces and I just want to share that with you. <clears throat> Here's a verse that I feel like is very fitting right now because, oh man, because let me just be real. When, when you turn on the news, you hear, what do you hear? You hear about Trump. You hear about, well, yeah, even in Canada, you hear U.S. news, right? You hear about Trump. You hear about Kanye. You hear about uh, COVID. Um, so this is this this was something that I wrote in 2016, but um, I felt like I'm gonna, I should release this song today. This is a verse from it. Check it out. <clears throat> I've been wondering what they're trying to hide from me. All this Kanye news that don't vibe with me. I got my smudge right here on the side of me. Let me burn it real quick for society. Breathe. We've been through some ish. Cops acting out because they losing their grip. Nowadays you get shot for moving your lips. But I was born with a voice, so I'm using it, man. Breathe. Homie, talk that talk. And tell them how the newsman ain't that sharp. And tell them how the brother's coming out that dark so we can move into light and create that spark. I mean, it feels good to do right. We can be so strong if we only unite. Homegirl, hit me up. What you doing tonight? Said I'm down for anything if the feeling is right. Yeah. That's what my homeboy K Riz. I know it's really anticlimactic because I don't have a beat behind me. But uh let me check, let me uh give you this one right here. This one's an old school one right here for all my old heads, all my fans who've been following. You can lock us in jail and throw away the key. Take away my rights, but you ain't stopping me. Cause I've been quiet for too long. It's time to speak. We gotta stand for something to keep us free. I'm out on no more. I'm out on no more. Yeah, I'm out on no more. Yeah, I'm out on no more. I'm getting aggravated. My people saying chill. I feel my heart breaking, but I don't need your pills. I need my people strong. The hearts of many men, 
He letting women die outside of the parliament. Opposition's only siding for their benefit. The only ones we really got is us, and that's so evident. Before you take a stand, remember to get educated. Once you understand the message, go and share it with your neighbors. Basically, we're getting taken hostage for our land till they sell it out for profit. Now they got the upper hand. But trust me, we can stop it. I'm thanking the four sisters. Dear Mr. Trudeau, we all coming to get you. Hey, you can lock us in jail and throw away the key. Take away my rights, but you ain't stopping me. Because I've been quiet for too long. It's time to speak. We got to stand for something to keep us free. I'm out on no more. I'm out on no more. I'm out on no more. Yeah, I'm out on no more. Yeah, thank you, fam. Appreciate you guys. Awesome. Powerful <laughs> words. Thank you for sharing that. That was mm-hmm. so incredible. And, and uh, like I said, I'm so proud of all that, all your accomplishments that you've done. And and I'm, I know you have a lot of a lot of fans out there. And what would you, what kind of advice would you give an emerging artist getting into the into the hip hop and music business? Um, world. I I mean, I, especially if for hip hop artists and, and um, music. Actually, you know what? Any genre. If you're up and coming artist. Um, you can send in stuff to my to my little show too, where I play music and review, or um, I ex- I, I ex- expose new artists. Um, yeah, you can sh- you tap into my show too. Um, in Jesus' name, every Sunday, three p.m. Um, that's a very like literal, direct way to to uh, get your your name out there, but. Um, in a more general sense, um, for me, the very first step, if I could do something different or if I can do it again, um, I would I, I, I would have more value in my own self. You know, I would hold more value in my own words and my own creativity, you know, and give that all well not all my energy but a lot more energy than i did because um i used to give energy to people and to things that didn't serve me you know and um like just with a bottle like it, you and like let me, i won't even get into that but all i say is believe in yourself and believe in your craft and believe in your word and believe that your word is worthy of attention and respect and an ear, you know, um, because it is. And one reason why, especially for all my indigenous people out there, is that our stories are so, so valuable. Our stories mean everything. And every single one of us has a very unique story if not thousands of stories that could tell, help paint a picture um, of our people, for our people, um, with our people to move us forward, you know? And I hope I didn't lose you guys and all that, blah, 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 blah. But um, just believe in, in your art. Your art's valuable. Your, your story is valuable. You are valuable. 
Yeah, that's very true. Thank you very much. And yes, we do. Uh, you're right. We have so much stories to tell, and and uh, our words are very powerful when when we uh, when we um, write them on paper. It's great. Mm -hmm. yeah, so um, so what what do you have upcoming new right now? Um. Well, I, I've been doing this video series of little one-minute videos. I chose one minute because people, um, I was looking at my analytics and people tend to only view for like a minute max when it comes to music videos. So I was like, I'm going to do one-minute music music videos for them. So I got four of those coming. Um, three of them are already out on all my channels. The next one we're working on tonight. Like literally, um, I'm heading back towards the studio after this. Um, and we're going to finish the video tonight. Well, my part of the video, we're getting fans to be a part of this video. So they're submitting them rapping my lyrics for the second part of the video. It's going to be awesome. Cool. Um, aside from that, I got a new single called a hundred deep coming out after all these little videos. I got a full length video coming out and we're going to just keep it moving from there. It's just, I have a, I have a big, um, productive energy around me right now, and I'm grateful awesome. for it. I think I think COVID's got us busy, right? All the artists are just like getting into creative mode and just going out there and just getting it done. And it's so uh, the artists that I've been um, uh, interviewing, like they're all busy. We're all busy, and we're all being creative. And I I, I think it's a it's kind of like a um, I don't know. It's a crazy time in the world, but it, I think it's our time to to create too. It's giving us time to to dig into our our soul and and be creative. It's just it's it's crazy. That's what I think. But it, it's crazy but wonderful at the same time. Yeah, so uh, where, where can we? Yeah. So where can we find your your music? Uh, can you let all, uh, us? Know all over the net, man. You can just Google me. Jesus, and you'll find it all over um, iTunes. Uh, Bandcamp is the best one because we, we get the most um, um, cut of that. So for everybody listening, if you want to support an artist and you really love their music and you just want to show them a little extra love, hit up, try look, see if they have a Bandcamp site. And if they do, you can name your price for your album. You know what I mean? So you can literally, I remember some guy paid me 130 bucks for one album, you know, nice. and I was like, oh, I was like, what do you want me to do, bro? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that with me. I didn't know that neither. Now I'm going to, I'm going to sign up to Bandcamp. Yeah, That's do it. Cool. You get the, it's the biggest chunk, man. Um, iTunes is really small. I mean, no, iTunes is good. It's one of the better ones. Spotify is tiny. You know that. You yep. get barely anything. But um, Bandcamp, you get a whole lot of it. Awesome to know that. Mm -hmm. So I just want to thank the people that, that uh, tuned in this evening. Uh -huh. uh, I know it's a nice, beautiful day out here in Manitoba, and it's probably nice and, and out in Alberta, too. And yeah. or, Where are you, anyways? I'm in Alberta. I'm in Calgary. It's beautiful out here, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's probably a nice day out there. I'm in there Uncle's too. room right now in the basement at the moment, but it's beautiful out there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I want to thank the, the viewers who tuned in tonight and and uh, just want to let you know that uh, the next guest that I have on is uh, the awesome country crooner, J.C. Campbell. Hey. So you want to say some uh, parting words? Um, yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate every one of you supporting me. 
Um, just give me a shout on my page. Follow me on Instagram at Dreesus. I'm all over the internet. Shout out to JC Campbell. Much love, bro. Shout out to Rhonda Head. I appreciate you, fam. Thank you so much, Maguich. All right. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing your talent and sharing your awesome story. It was a uh, pleasure to, to hear them. And hopefully we'll be able to do another tour again soon. It was so much fun touring with you. And yeah, and yeah uh, I just wanted to, to, uh, to tell the people to stay safe, stay healthy, and to say Ethan. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, hey. Have a good one.